from the ghetto to the entertainment industry, from a near-death diving experience to a kundalini awakening, from shamanism to martial arts and millions of YouTube views, my guest and friend today, Victoria Vives Kwong, is joining us to talk about it all and her journey as a healer to her mission to help ecstatic women. I'm excited to speak to Victoria today and welcome to our show. Welcome to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast. Off My Duff is all about getting off your backside and finally, making your impact by living your truth. If you are an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you're in the right place. We chat with guests from seven figures to just starting out because that's how we roll. Off My Duff is the nudge you need to expand your business and slay resistance. So without further ado, I invite you to get off your duff and let's get started. Now, here's your host, Duff Gardner. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome today to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast, where we talk about how the little guy can play a big game, talk about how to get off your backside and make the impact in the world that you want. And I'm very happy today to have a good friend of mine, a recent friend named Victoria. Victoria is someone who I have gotten to know over the last oh, few months who's making a huge impact in the world. And so I'm very excited to have her on the show today. Victoria, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Duff. It has been such a pleasure to know you and get to know you more. Well, the pleasure is all mine. Mm -hmm. And we were talking offline, and you have a really interesting story. Um, tell me about how you got into entrepreneurship and kind of where you started down this journey, Victoria. Yes, so I always had a little bit of that entrepreneurial aspect because I grew up in the ghetto, so everybody around me was more than anything going to their nine to five, and I just knew there was more possibilities, right, to life. Right. So mm -hmm. I was always encouraging people like, oh, you should do this and you should do that. Why don't we create this thing and, and always wanting to create something new. But because of the environment I was seeing, nobody would listen to me. And they were like, oh, come on, Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. I get that all the time. Really? Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, it was that way. But at, at least I was able to make it into uh, the entertainment industry. So I was in primetime television. I was touring around Spain and Europe and even uh, South America. So I, I went into a space where I was able to actually bring a little bit of that leadership aspect. I was starting to sometimes be offered to choreograph. So I was able to choreograph and, and compose for um, the Olympic Games candidacy oh and other gosh. shows. Yeah. So, so I was able to start being a little bit of a leader. And I feel that in entrepreneur, uh, for our entrepreneurs, part of it is to make sure that we are leaders instead of followers. We start creating new things and bringing them into fruition. So that spirit was always there. And when I realized that I had dedicated so much of my life to entertainment, which was beautiful, but at the same time, I didn't feel that I was contributing to the world in a deep way. 
I decided to start sharing about energy healing. It had changed my life. It had uh, um, allowed for me to heal hidden traumas. And I was just wanting to share it with others and train practitioners. So when I realized uh, this sharing of energy healing became a business, which I didn't realize until, believe it or not, recently. Funny how that works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it was just a vocation. So I started just with a couple of students, but then it started expanding and expanding. And suddenly I realized, you know, I actually have a business. I'm an entrepreneur, even yeah. though I had not realized. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and that happens to a lot of us, right? Where we kind of step into doing things and we're just naturally following, following where life takes us. And then we're like, oh my goodness, I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> Who knew it? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of depth to your story that we talked about off online, uh, offline. And I was quite fascinated how you grew up in Spain and your experience. And so I'm quite curious about that. Like you had a very specific experience as a youngster in Spain. And how has that impacted you now, how you approach your craft? Yeah, well, for sure, I had to, to heal a lot of trauma from my childhood. Not only my family was not um, functional <laughs> with my, my father not being in the picture, but also my mother, my grandmother, and my aunt. So I grew up with three mothers, per se. Oh, wow. With <laughs> which was interesting. Uh, we were in a dictatorial regime, very chauvinistic, and we were all women under the same roof. And not only that, I was black because my dad was from Nigeria. So this was like, oh my goodness, like shame for the family, you know? Right. And I was not able to relate to anybody around me because I couldn't see other black people. Everybody around me was white. So all of this creating this feeling of alienation, but at the same time, I... I develop a strong compassion for others. So I would start being uh, protecting others. So if there was a bully in the school, even in, in preschool, <laughs> I would go and just defend the person. No, you cannot do this to this person. You have to respect <laughs> people. <laughs> Since <That's> I, <laughs> So, so I think it, it allowed me to understand the human condition and how it feels to be disrespected and not loved and not accepted for who we are. And I think that helped me being a, a better healer in that I can relate to other people's suffering. Right, right. I, I totally agree with that. I mean, our experience, if we can embed that and embody that in our business, that's the best thing because we can really serve our clients. Uh, now, you had a really dramatic turn of events in your life, which was also fascinating to me. Um, not, not the least of which, before that, you were in Vogue magazine. So I'd like to learn more about that, too. But <laughs> you had a near-death experience. So this was a significant event in your life. It really got you reflecting on your purpose. Yes, this was almost like having the opportunity to live a second life, seriously, because it's almost like it put everything into perspective. It was at a very challenging time in my life in which on a daily basis, I was wanting to not be alive. And this was something that I would repeat to myself for maybe a, a decade, you know, just telling to myself, I just don't want to be here. I just, I'm tired of suffering. I feel that I'm a burden. I just don't want to be here. And then suddenly seeing myself in the middle of the ocean with a, um, uh, a scuba dive um, outfit, <laughs> right. but but it wasn't working. It was faulty. 
So I was oh. breathing, and instead to breathe air, I was breathing water. Oh my gosh. So I got freaked out because I always been a little um, nervous in the water, but my friends just hooked me in like, hey, yeah, let's do it. And finally, I was freaking out in the middle of the ocean in Mallorca, in the island. And, and I said, oh my goodness, my wishes are coming true. The universe has heard that I don't want to be here and I'm going out right now. And I was like, no, 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 I take it back. I take it back. This cannot happen. I have to survive. I want to be alive. And I started swimming as fast as I could to the coast, but I lost consciousness and I don't remember anything. Uh, they said that I reached the coast and I climbed the rocks, but I, as I was up, I fell. That's oh. what... I was told, so they had to rescue me, but I had my experience on the other side. So I was able to see myself falling down and resting on the floor of the ocean. And there was such peace, Duff. It was like from that stress of trying to survive into this silence and peace and stillness and just being the witness. So that was a, a remarkable experience to have. And of course, it changed all the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm pausing because, um, you know, you told me a little bit about that offline, but that's, that's an incredible story. And I think the epiphany you had, the way you described it to me before, is that you kind of realized that you weren't on the path you were supposed to be. Yes, I was going with the bad guys. That's what I learned in my neighborhood in the Gatos. <laughs> Those bad guys. I'm just kidding. I'm not a bad guy. Um, I love the bad guys, but they, they weren't good for me. <laughs> no, no, exactly. So part of your experience now is shamanism, which I found really interesting. So how does that relate to this experience? So now I have the more of the whole picture, right? But right. at that time, I didn't understand any of it. So what I found myself is that a year after the near-death experience, I, I started experiencing the world in a totally different way. So I was seeing things that people would not see. Right. I was having like premonitions and knowing, oh, something is happening and then it happened, you know, things like that. So I was very scared of this condition because it wasn't familiar to me and nobody around could guide me through it. So I started having certain experiences, which I didn't know what they were. And my family just thought, well, she has lost, lost her mind. So psychotic episode, just come back home. We will take care of you. So they did. Wow. <laughs> and then 10 years after, I met a psychologist and she told me, no, no, actually what you had was a Kundalini awakening, a third eye opening, and the movements, because my body would do movements that were like yoga almost. Right. Those movements wow. are cri Kriyas. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. So I wasn't crazy. Great. <laughs> <laughs> That's good news. After 10 years thinking, I was crazy. Right. <laughs> so that was um, what we would call in shamanism, initiation. initiation. Right. Oh my goodness, I cannot say it. Initiations. Right. Right. So it's something that really shakes us and, and almost like pulls the veil of reality so that we see beyond it. The near-death experience, the psychotic episode or awakening, depending how we look at it. Sure. And all of those experiences are able to, to thin the veil that separates spirit from 
the physical reality so that we are able to, to know, okay, there is something else and we can start having those uh, relationships with our helping spirits and see how we can then be of service to others. That's just incredible. Uh, and so what was interesting to me is that you went from there uh, into martial arts. <laughs> so describe, like, take me through that pathway because that's, that's an interesting next step. Yes, it is. So because of that fear of my family, like, oh my goodness, she has lost her mind. Um, I was needing something that grounds me a little bit. So I think that intuitively I knew that. So even though I finally found a group for healing, so I started in 2000 yes. with metaphysics healing and, and just uh, as charity helping people okay. uh, with healing. Then I was fascinated by movies of action. And I remember going to the Matrix, the <laughs> second one of the Matrix. Oh, yeah. And when I exited the movie theater, I was like, pum, pum, yeah, I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> so I was so excited. Like I was seeing myself being a martial artist in a movie, like a, a hero like that. So a week after that, yeah. a man stops me in the street and, and, and he tells me he's a stunt choreographer and wow. he's a martial arts choreographer and he starts teaching me <laughs> martial arts. Oh. So, so like a month after, we start working on a short film and that was part of my coming here to the US. And then when I came here, I continued in martial arts. So then I became kind of a personality in martial arts. <laughs> so if you go to YouTube and search Victoria Vives, you will see martial arts videos <laughs> because all the projects that I've been in. And, and yeah, it was, it was just interesting. But I feel that part of me needed to be more in my body because I was going so much out of body. I needed to embody my energy. Right. And martial arts, of course, is almost like a complement to healing arts. So yeah. in... For example, my husband is an acupuncturist, so okay. he studied acupuncture, but also martial arts, because they, it's almost like, I can hurt you, but I can heal you. <laughs> so it's that idea. They go together. Wow. Huh. And so I, you have now, you've got 6 million YouTube views, yes. 5 million of which are attributed to your, to your martial arts. Yeah. But, but I love that story. And so, um, like, how does that relate? Because you've, you've really gone on a journey. What I, what, I, what I love about what you're telling me is not only just your journey, but just kind of that understanding about how you're kind of your energet, energetic signature and how you bring that into your work. So, so tell me about um, martial arts and, and what you do today and how all this connects together for you. Yes. Yeah, so... I feel that my path so far had been about understanding all perspectives of life. I've been with people more in the shadow aspect, sure. even though I always um, like, you know, to put an example, maybe I was with people that was um, not being very good, you know, like with guns and other things. Okay. I, I wouldn't hurt anybody. You know, like I, I always kept myself being good, but I experienced what it is to be in those environments. Sure. And then I've been around healers. I've been around martial artists. I've been around um, uh, computer nerds. I'm a computer nerd too. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, Actually, I know. I've seen so, that in action. You're right. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I kind of explored everything. I want to know the whole of who I can be. Right. So after learning all of that, I realized that in a way, the most important and common to all these aspects is that I'm a woman. And that's at the center of my expression, my experience, and how I perceive myself. And because I grew up in this dictatorship with a very extreme regime that it was very conservative, a lot of censor, sex is only for procreation, right. women are like second class. Mm -hmm. I feel that unless I heal that aspect of myself and every woman does and for men and for anybody, we just need to, to heal our identity with who we are sexually because it really creates sometimes chaos between us. And unless we understand that and we are able to heal any trauma related to it, then the rest is not going to truly shine. So that's why at the end of, of all these years of martial arts and healing and all this ex exploration, I feel that for me, divine sexuality is a way to elevate sexuality into something that can heal us and that is so necessary for the other things to be in place. Uh, that's wonderful. In fact, actually, I want to, I, I usually wait a little bit later, but I want to give people your website. Uh, we'll have it in the show notes as well. So it's victoriavives.com. So that's victoriavives.com forward slash ecstatic woman. And you've actually got two, two different places people can go to get some interesting information. The other one is same URL, victoriavives.com forward slash divine. So we'll repeat those later in the show. But, you know, I, I, I love the path and the journey that you're on. In fact, we've done a little bit of work together, which I really, really enjoyed, you know. Um, you know, I, we were talking about- So did I. It was so helpful to help me really bring my work into words because I, I had a challenge with that. So you have helped me so much. Thank you for that, Dad. Oh, that's very generous and kind of you. I mean, what I was saying to you offline, and I mean it, is that uh, you know when you're when you're teaching and you're you're coaching and you're working with clients, it's really gratifying to work with people who implement right away. So uh, you've been an absolute joy to work with, um, you know, with me and anyone else that we've been you've been working with within our group here. So yeah, it's been super fun. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, what what also I love about you is so that so this divine the, the idea of divine sexuality and the ecstatic woman like tell me more about what your desire is to to the, the impact that you want to see in the world. Yes, I feel that we have learned from past generations what it means to be a woman. We also learn it in the movies and sure. in entertainment, the media, and I feel it's not taking us into the right path. Okay. I feel that is so much more to being a woman and embracing that. As women, we can be the nurturers, not only for others, but for ourselves. And sometimes we fall into certain traps. So I want to, to help people identify in that and understand the hidden traumas that are preventing us to, from fully embracing who we are as women so right. that we can move from what I call the shut-off state yep. into the ecstatic experience. Oh, wonderful. Uh, so tell me about that shut-off state. Like, what, is, what does that look like for people? How do they typically exist in that condition? So there are several aspects to it. And the, the most um, 
difficult to overcome and that we see most often and I see in my clients are, for example, the depletion trap. Ah. So sometimes because we are in this society that values above all masculine achievements, but not so much the feminine side, we almost feel like we have to become men almost, like embody the masculine aspects and we are getting depleted. So we are not really honoring our feminine essence. And at that point, it's like almost a reservoir of self-restoration. It dissipates. Ah. So you're helping people to reveal that state um, that, that uh, uh, you're really focused, therefore, on the energy, energy and bringing that forward in your clients, which I love that. Yeah, so that's, that would be the first trap that I see most often, especially for business owners, that depletion trap of just being in their masculine essence and, and pushing down and squishing down their femininity. So that's uh, one of the traps. And then another aspect that I notice very much in women, and I can tell also by my own personal experience, is the guilt trap. I shared about how I grew up in Spain, being a woman in a very conservative regime. And sex was just like for for procreation, it was a sin. So I remember even my grandmother telling me, if I had too much sex, I will become sick. So imagine with those ideas, (laughs) how are you going to enjoy intimacy with your partner? It's not very easy. So having sex and feeling, you know, I'm totally in my mind, scared of it and feeling that I cannot fully embrace it. So that is not a way to have sexual wholeness, obviously. Right. So I also help women moving through that so that they can embody their sexual beingness. Love that. Another aspect is the numbness trap. So sometimes we might have had some abuse, whether it's rape or just having being touched inappropriately. And when that happens, we start closing up a little bit. We might Mm. not want to even recognize it or deal with it, but that pain stays. It's almost like a visceral memory that we have on our skin. So we are touched and we have that reaction. So that's when we go into the numbness trap. And at that point, we might start self-soothing by evading facing those aspects and instead maybe becoming workaholics ah. or just putting our energy in something other than intimacy. So there are various traps and in this course, the five week course, we go yeah. through the different processes. It's five weeks. So we are able to go through five of the traps and that is a full transformation for sure. Wow. Well, I love it. I, and, and, you know, to be honest, this is such an important part of the movement towards empowerment for, for women. I think that it's really important that, um, you know, you, how we define ourselves and everything that you're talking about is, I don't know, it, it feels like it's a missing link with a lot of female entrepreneurs, like embracing their own sexuality uh, really becomes part of how you put yourself out into the world. I think it's a really important thing. I agree. Yeah, I I can see the transformation. And because I've been a business owner, I am still, I realized how much (laughs) (laughs) will be. (laughs) I realized how much this can become truly a trap. And it's so hard. And for years, I felt this trap just squeezing me and squeezing my life out, basically, and not having the opportunity 
to say, okay, you know, I'm a woman. I have other aspects in my life that I want to explore with my husband. Sure. And I really need to start embracing that and healing the, the traps and the trauma that I have been carrying. Because also that's almost something that we owe to the next generation, not sure. to give them all this burden. Right. Now, um, I ask this of all my guests. Uh, it's my favorite question. So when you encounter resistance as an entrepreneur, Victoria, what do you do to push through that? Yes. Oh, my goodness. It's so interesting because sometimes people might not realize that as entrepreneurs, we don't have a boss, right? And we don't have a schedule that somebody imposed on us. So we have to be very disciplined. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, for me, one of the best things is to create habits. Ah. Yeah, because one of the things that happened is that I, I went from being a martial artist and dancer to being 24-7 on my computer, building my websites, connecting with my students, and exercising zero. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> so only by creating habits that become like second nature, you know, like there are things that we do automatically, right? We have in our subconscious mind. So we, it, they don't even take um, our, our choices is that we already know, okay, I eat three times or twice a day, however many times I brush my, my teeth before going to bed. So there are things that we sometimes don't realize, oh, I'm already doing it. Sure. Or entering the car, you already know how to drive it. So unless we create some of these habits that make things in autopilot, um, sometimes it might be difficult to, to keep um, doing the things that we know are necessary. So I feel that for me, creating habits that are um, productive and that are going to improve the things that I do, that would be my number one. Seeing the ways of, it's almost like creating systems within our mind. Sure. That's really good advice. Yeah. And then, so if I asked you the second follow-up to that, like in your, all your experience in business, cause you've gone from being in Spain, you know, um, uh, being involved in dance and in Vogue and having a near death experience and becoming a YouTube celebrity and being a, a shamanic practitioner, uh, having a YouTube channel, like you've had a ton uh, like and a, a ton of experience, like it's so exciting to talk to you. <laughs> so it, through all of that, what's the number one thing insight that you can give to people? Trust in ourselves. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I feel that it's so challenging sometimes to see who we are and our value from within that sometimes we don't truly express it because we don't realize that we are magnificent. Yes. So every person has this magnificence inside, but they might not live up to it because they don't even realize. So they're looking up to others and searching for things sure. outside themselves. Mm -hmm. But by going within and just trusting, you know, I'm, I'm amazing. You know, I'm a droplet. Like if we see each of us like a droplet from the divine. Yeah. So it's like a little drop that has been put in us. We can treasure that. It's like, wow, you know, I have this amazingness within me and I can really help it shine. Love it. Couldn't, <laughs> couldn't have said, been better said. And thank you so much for that. That was awesome. <laughs> That's why I love talking to you. You're an amazing person. And I've had so much fun talking to you today, Victoria. Oh my gosh. 
This has been so much fun, Daph. It's so beautiful. I'm so happy you're doing this show. Oh, thank you so much. You're kind. I want to give everybody your URL to go and visit again. So if you want to speak to Victoria, which I definitely think you should do, uh, go to victoriavives.com forward slash ecstatic woman or victoriavives.com forward slash divine. So that's V-I-C-T-O-R-I-A-V-I-V-E-S.com forward slash either ecstatic woman or forward slash divine. And we'll have the stuff in the show notes for you guys as well. So you can check it out down below. Man, Victoria, thank you so much. You're just thank a brilliant you. guest. Yeah, just fantastic to talk to you. Get, good to get to know you. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Daph. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Excellent. And so I wanted to thank all my guests today for showing up to listen to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast once again. And as you get off your backside and go out into the world and to make the impact that you want, make sure to do this, to teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. We'll see you next time. Hey everyone, I'm Duff Gardner, and you've been listening to my show, Off My Duff, the Entrepreneur Podcast, where we're all about getting off your backside and making your impact by living your truth. If you're like me and you're an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you need an offer that sells. An offer that sells helps you get traction with your business, more sales, more clients, more gigs, more fans, and more deals, period. And here's what I believe. Your offer is the purest expression of your truth, so that's why I've created a free ebook, Offers That Sell, the eight-step revenue breakthrough system. Simply go to offersthatsell.com forward slash book to grab your free copy, and you can even follow it up with a chat with me, should you wish. It's been wonderful to have you here with us today. And as you get off your backside to make your impact on the world, remember one thing, teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. See you next time. Bye now.